Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Eric Cartier at Rocky Mountain Calvary in Colorado Springs. Hope that you're having a great Friday afternoon. Thanks so much for joining us. The heart and purpose of Calvary Live is for you to be able to call in with your questions. Maybe you've got a question about the Word or things that are going on in your life. We'll get into God's Word together, go to God's throne room together. The number to call is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text. This is a great way to be part of today's show. It's text me a question, uh, text me a prayer request, 720-336-0897. Again, this is Pastor Eric at Rocky Mountain Calvary in Colorado Springs. We also want to welcome all of our listeners on the East Coast, Truth FM, and also Hope FM. Thank you guys for joining us uh, this afternoon. The number to call, 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. You can also send a text, 720-336-0897. Currently at our church, we're studying the book of Ecclesiastes, and it's really a fascinating study by Solomon as he's looking for meaning under the sun. And he uses a phrase over and over that all is vanity or all is emptiness because he's looking to things outside of the Lord. And there's a nugget in chapter 6, verse 9, where it says, Better is the sight of the eyes than the wandering of desire. This is also vanity and grasping for wind. So God is telling us it's better to be content with what's right in front of you instead of having this wandering desire for other things. And oftentimes we're, we're longing for something that God hasn't provided to us, whether it's an earthly possession or it's a relationship, and we look at what someone else has and we start to have this wandering of uh, desire. So I want to encourage you, encourage myself this afternoon, be thankful for what God has placed right in front of you. Enjoy his goodness. Again, you're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. The number to call is 303-690-3000. All of our lines are open. I know for me, the reason that I feel called to host on Fridays for Calvary Live is really a heart for people, a heart to be able to try to answer your questions, ultimately direct it to the Word, and also to go to the Lord in prayer. And so if you um, have a question, you're listening, you're like, man, I would really like to talk to a pastor. I need someone to pray with me. Uh, There's this relational difficulty, 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text, 720-336-0897. If you want to send me a text, that's a great way to be part of today's uh, program. If you've got your phone, you've got your tablet, and you want to send a text, 720-336-0897. Maybe you have a question about Jesus. Uh, Did Jesus exist? Uh, Is he God? 
did he die for our sins and rise again? How do I get to heaven? How do I have a personal relationship uh, with God? And so uh, if you're examining uh, a relationship with Christ and you have questions, please feel free to call as well. All of our lines are open, 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text, 720-336-0897. We also want to be in prayer uh, for those that are in wake of this hurricane that is coming in, especially those that are listening at Truth FM in North Carolina. We're praying for you guys, praying for God's protection for you out there. All of our lines are open, 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text, 720-336-0897. Let's go to Rachel in Johnstown, Colorado. Welcome to the program. Yes. Hi. <laughs> How are you today? Um, I'm good. How are you? Good, thanks. Um, I just have a prayer request. Um, it's for my family. So I'm I live in Colorado, and all of my family, well, most of my family is li- currently living in New Hampshire. And they, my mom, um, went through two, three, three divorces, and then my sister is currently going through a divorce as well. And they're just okay. around really bad influences. And um, when I was growing up, uh, they were. Christian, my mom and dad were really devoted Christians, and uh, okay. but now, like since things have changed, they're really in the world and just around really bad influences, and I don't really have anyone around them to encourage them in the right way. So just um, kind of prayer for them. Yeah, absolutely. Let's let's pray together. God, thanks so much for Rachel. Thank you for her heart for her family in uh, New Hampshire and. Lord, I just pray that you uh, would bring them back to their first love, that time in their life where they loved you and served you and were faithful to you. Lord, I pray uh, for her mom uh, as she's uh, going through all of these relationships, Lord, that ultimately she would look to you, uh, the creator, uh, Lord, to fill that longing in her heart and her life. And for her sister who's going through a hard time as well, that she would look to you, God, and that you would take out these worldly influences and put godly influences in their lives, Lord, and that you would do a great work of restoration and redemption. So we thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. God bless you, Rachel. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. Thanks for joining me. Hope that you're having a great uh, Friday afternoon. I know here in Colorado, we've got a really warm uh, weekend ahead of us, a warm day today, and pray that God's meeting you and that you're experiencing His faithfulness in your life. The number to call is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. You can also send a text, 720-336-0897. Let's go to Chris in Denver. Chris, welcome to the program. Hey, how you doing today? Good. Uh, how are you? My question is uh, uh, on. Uh, I want to get your perspective on what is uh, beauty for ashes and the oil of joy for mourning. Yeah, I believe that that comes out of Isaiah sixty-one. Isaiah sixty-one, verse uh, three, uh, it says to give him beauty for ashes the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. 
And Isaiah 61 was quoted by Jesus in the Gospel of Luke. And ultimately, this section of Scripture points to Christ and his redemptive work. That when he died on the cross and, and rose again for our sins, that he's able to take what has been burned in our lives and disintegrated all the way down to ashes because of sin, and he's able to redeem that and turn it into something that is beautiful. He's also able uh, to take sorrow in our lives, mourning in our lives, and turn it to joy because of who he is and what he's done. So it's not a promise necessarily that our circumstances is going to change, but it's a promise of the gospel and what Christ has done upon the cross. And the gospel takes beauty and turns it to to takes ashes and turns it to beauty and takes mourning and turns it to joy. So it's a great section of scripture and that's my kind of my perspective on that section. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. You got what today. You too. Thanks for the call, Chris. Okay, bye bye. Listen to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier, 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text, 720-336-0897. Let's go to Ray in Denver. Ray, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor Eric. Thank you so much for taking my call. Um, I listen to you guys regularly and want to wish a, a prayer and blessing for all those people who do call in and have a need. Um, somehow I look at that, that's a lot greater than mine sometimes. In any case, um, I have a, a just basically a couple of prayer requests. One is that I'm retiring and looking forward to the next phase of my life, which I don't feel like I'm prepared for, but I need a prayer request for the strength of God's guidance and the Holy Spirit to, to grant me the wisdom that I need to, to continue and to serve Him in this next phase of my life. Uh, my wife and I have some ideas of things we want to do, and I want to make sure it's in accordance with, with His will for our lives. Yeah. And the second thing was is that to be through this, to, um, since we'll be spending a lot more time together, um, mm-hmm. to help heal and restore my marriage, as I've not been the best provider or partner, and um, mm-hmm. through this next phase and the things that we do have planned, that um, yeah. I have the, the wisdom and, and the right things to do to be a better partner and a better provider for my wife as well. Yeah, those are great prayers. That's it's interesting how the seasons of our lives change. You know, in Ecclesiastes three, it talks about to everything there is a season, and sounds like you are headed into a new season. So let's definitely pray for you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yes, I am. Father, thanks for Ray. Thanks for the opportunity for him to be able to retire and as it is going to be a new season in his life. I do pray for guidance and wisdom and that you, Holy Spirit, would show him exactly how to navigate this this new season day by day. Thank you for the opportunity that him and his wife are going to be able to have to spend more time together. And may you just renew a soft heart towards one another and show Ray how he can invest in his wife uniquely, Lord, as they We'll have more time uh, together. pray that you would protect him from the enemy and any type of division. Father, also, if uh, it's your will, I just pray that uh, this season of their life would be filled of joy and also fruitfulness for you. And so we love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I sincerely appreciate that. And, and part of the difficulty is that we're kind of unequally yoked. So, you know, when we're looking mm. to do these things together, it's, she has a very worldly view, and I'm trying to go you know, work to have God's guidance in my life for both of us. Yeah. So thank you so much. It means so much to me. Yeah, you bet. We'll be praying for your wife that 
she comes to the Lord as well. So, Thank you so much for that. Thank you again. Yep. God bless you, Ray. Thank you. God bless you, too. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric. The number is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. All of our lines are open. Also, you can send me a text, uh, 720-336-0897. Some texts that have come in. Let's go ahead and take a look at these. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those who had not sinned according to the likeness of the transgressions of Adam, who was a type of him to come, Romans 5.14. Please explain Adam, who was a type of him to come. It's a great question. Uh, Adam ultimately was a type or an example of uh, Jesus Christ, a foreshadowing of Jesus Christ. And Romans 5 is really explaining that for us, how the first Adam affected us all through sin, and that is pointing to Jesus Christ, the last Adam, who doesn't affect us through sin, obviously, but through his righteousness, through the righteousness of Christ and Christ's death upon the cross, that affects all those who uh, believe. And so um, the Bible refers to Jesus as the last Adam because similar to Adam, uh, their actions had impact upon us all, Adam's for destruction and Christ for uh, salvation. So hopefully uh, that is uh, helpful uh, to you. Another uh, text question that has come in, it says, Anyone that gets left behind, what will happen to their kids? Will pets and animals go to heaven? When loved ones die, why do they say they're looking down on them if they went up to be with the Lord? Aren't they in a resting place? So a lot of questions here. Um, the first, uh, anyone that gets left behind, what happens to their kids? I think that this is in reference to the rapture. And I believe that if children are under the age of accountability, say you have uh, you know, a six-week-old, a six-month-old, a young young child, and the parents are raptured, I think Jesus would take the, the kids as well because they haven't reached that point of being able to accept or reject Christ. But that's just my opinion. I don't know that uh, for sure. Also, we do know that there's going to be animals in heaven. We see that in the millennial uh, kingdom. I think that uh, there's going to be uh, animals in heaven, but they're not going to be animals from this life. Uh, and I know that that really bothers many, and many have a differing view. But when I look in the scripture from Genesis to Revelation, it's only mankind that's made in the image of God. So all creatures, when they die, uh, they go to the dust of the earth. And what makes us different is that we live for eternity uh, because God is eternal. The question is in heaven or hell. So thank you uh, for that uh, question. And the last part of your question was, uh, people say that those in heaven are, are looking down upon us. Why do they say that? I think many times for comfort. Uh, it, it's comforting to, to think that, yeah, my loved one's in heaven and they're looking down uh, upon us. And I don't know that that's necessarily the case biblically. Um, I think that when we go to heaven, we're so caught up with the glory of heaven. We're not necessarily looking down upon our, our loved ones. So a lot of great questions uh, there. You're listening to Calvary Live. We've got two uh, phone lines open, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text, 720-336-0897. Let's go to Patrick in Denver. Patrick, welcome to the program. Hi, how are you? 
Good. How are you doing? Doing very well. Thanks for taking my call, Pastor. Yeah, you bet. Um, so the question I had was, um, I found uh, Jesus, oh, I want to say 2007, and everything was really great, and I had a bad, I was baptized, full water submersion, and um, years passed, and I backslid, and I, in my opinion, I became a far worse person than I was even before I had met God, um, and I wanted to know if, if, if somebody backslides, um, do you need to be baptized again? So I don't think you necessarily have to be uh, baptized again, uh, but if you would like to be baptized again, by all means you can. Um, mm -hmm. The most important thing uh, is returning to the Lord, you know, is coming back to Him. And that's even more important than uh, getting rebaptized or not, is that mm -hmm. turning from the sin, turning back to the Lord, uh, remembering your first love when you fell in love with Jesus and redoing those things uh, in your relationship with Christ that you did when you first got saved. So that's the most important thing is returning to the Lord, walking with the Lord again. And it's really however the Holy Spirit's leading you, whether to be um, rebaptized again or not. Right. And that's that's kind of where I was thinking of this. This is um, after I was baptized, I had the most powerful Holy Spirit presence. And I feel like that has has gone over the years, and I thought if if you needed to, to redo that in order to re-receive the Holy Spirit. Yeah, you don't necessarily have to redo that to re-receive the Holy Spirit. Um, the Holy Spirit's never left you, uh, mm -hmm. and it, it's really a turning back to the Lord and really inviting uh, God's work in your life again and inviting the Holy Spirit and a willingness to yield to the Holy Spirit. Um, Patrick, can I ask you a quick question? Do you, do you feel like you've come back to the Lord, or do you feel like you're still wrestling? Um, you know, have I still, you, yeah. I mean, I feel like the stuff that I did, I would, I, I would never do again, and it makes me sick to my stomach. But there are still uh, worldly temptations, you know, having a beer here and there, things like that, that I struggle with. Um, you know, it's not like an addiction or anything, but. Mm -hmm. It it doesn't. I, I don't feel the conviction like I do, um, or maybe I should. You know things like that. Mm -hmm. um, but from you know adultery and and um, you know stuff like that. That's where that's where I went south, and I wanted to yeah. get away from that again. Yeah. So that that's um, I I struggle and I pray for strength daily and I and I mm -hmm. I've been listening to, to Grace FM for the past few months and I feel like I'm really being groomed by the Lord to to really get it together and um, mm. it's just kind of a, a a daily thing to just one day at yeah. a time try and be better than the day before. Yeah. You know the best defense is a great offense, and like in our relationship with the Lord, to really start uh, pursuing Him again, and mm -hmm. being in the Word, being in prayer, being in fellowship, um, that really is like practically what it looks like to to come back to the Lord. And the Lord loves you, you know. He He really is committed to uh, restoring your life and building you back up, and uh, it's a, it's a great time to to walk with the Lord. So. Yeah, I Can't really feel it's working on me. Um, yeah, I am struggling with going back to church. I had a okay. 
I had a church I went to, it was great, and then it just kind of went south, and it tur- it's, it's not like Calvary. Um, this is the best experience I've had with church, but I'm still hesitant to actually go and fellowship and go on Sundays yeah. or Wednesdays. Um, yeah. And he's really working on that with me, too. Well, in, in Denver, there's a lot of great uh, Calvary chapels, and um, if you you know, Google search Calvary Chapel, or maybe if you live uh, close to uh, Calvary Aurora, uh, those are actually, all great. Yeah. Go, go ahead. Calvary Aurora was actually where I was thinking about going, because it's, it's yeah. pretty close to me. Pastor uh, Ed is the, the pastor there, and he's a really good friend of mine, and uh, I've been there a lot, and it's just a really warm and loving church where they love they love Jesus, and they love one another, and I think you, you're really going to meet with the Lord uh, as you go there, you know, and yeah. that's going to be a, a big step in this whole process. So I really get, sense get God back. doing a work and yeah. doing a work in your life. You know, I don't think it's a coincidence that you called. Um, yeah, I just, it really, he's been, I've been, I've been honestly been thinking about calling for weeks and I finally got the courage to, to make the call and ask the question. So I appreciate it very much. Yeah. And you're probably familiar, Patrick, with the story in the Bible with the prodigal son, where he took the inheritance and went and wasted it on sinful living, and then he decided, man, it's better back in my father's house even as a servant. And as he came back, the father was waiting and looking every day, and the father ran to the son, and it shows God's heart. You know, God's eagerly been waiting for you to uh, come back, and then God was gracious and, and threw a party and 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 that's God's heart uh, uh, for you, and so His love's never wavered in all of this, which is so cool. Yeah, and it, it's it's truly mind-boggling, amazing <laughs> how much love. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. All right, well, let's pray together. Let me pray for you. So, thank you, thank you, Father. Thanks so much for Patrick, um, and he's he's there in Denver this afternoon, God, and. That's his home. Lord, I just pray that you uh, would confirm your love to him once again. And as he has been returning to you and coming out of the world and entering back into fellowship with you, God, may you just shower your love, your grace, your forgiveness. Lord, I hear the regret in his voice of uh, past actions, and only you, Jesus, can lift that weight of sin off of us. And I just pray that you would would lift it off of him, God. And as he's desiring that fresh filling of that Holy Spirit and, and the, the Holy Spirit you live inside of him, uh, would you fill him afresh? Um, would you minister to him? Would you speak to him? Lord, would you bless him with great fellowship with you and with the body of Christ? Protect him from the enemy. And we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor, very, very much. Well, thanks so much for calling. I'm going to be praying for you, Patrick, okay? Thank you. I appreciate that. All right, we'll talk to you later. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. The number to call is 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text 720-336-0897. Let's go to Daryl in Centennial. Daryl, welcome to the program. Hello? Hello, how are you? Oh, this is Bill. Sorry, I thought I didn't know if you were talking to me. Okay, I got your name wrong. Sorry about that. So your name's Bill? Yeah. How are you doing? Okay. Good. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great, man. Thanks uh, thanks uh, to God. It's been a good week, and now it's the weekend, so 
just driving home, you know, on traffic here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nothing like Friday afternoon traffic, huh? Yeah. Going home ain't so bad. It's getting in that's, you know, tricky. Yeah. Well, I just wanted to kind of ask you, um, with regard to the commandment that says, you know, not to uh, have a uh, craven images of God, you know, where do we draw the line? I don't want to be sinful. Like, if I have, like, um, you know, a picture or a carving, you know, of a, of Jesus on my wall at home or a cross on the wall or something like that, like, what exactly craving images that are sin and what are not, if any, you know, that kind of thing. Like, where, where's the, the line on that? Because I'm, I'm kind of confused and kind of blurry to me. Yeah, I think what clears it up is the verse just prior to that in Exodus 20, uh, where it says... You shall have no other gods before me. Uh, and then it goes on to say, you shall not make for yourself a card, carved image or a graven image. And so really it comes down to if there's an image that has become a, a god, has become an idol. You know, So if you have a, a cross in your home you know, or you wear a cross and it reminds you that Jesus' death upon the cross um, and you're not looking at the object of the cross or worshiping the cross, then I think you're completely fine. So I think when the the graven image becomes questionable is when it starts to become a god and become an object of our worship. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so, because before I was born again, maybe about nine or ten years ago, my dad had a stroke, and I would, you know, I believed in Jesus, but I was not following Jesus at that time like I am now. And, and that when he was in the hospital, I, I gave him a cross necklace that I had so that mm-hmm. he would be saved. And I think that's kind of, is that kind of where the line was drawn, where I crossed the line, uh, thinking that the cross had all the power itself, like the necklace, you know, he's, got the, he's got the necklace, so he's going to be fine, that kind of thing? Yeah, that's it, exactly, yeah, you know, like, it, there's nothing wrong with, you know, giving him a cross, but then, um, you know, pointing uh, to what Jesus has done upon the cross, the, the object itself uh, couldn't save him, but uh, because of what Christ has done, 2,000 years ago on the cross, that can save them. Yeah. Right. Uh, okay. Yeah. That's cool. Because yep. I have a cross sticker on my car, and I don't want to, you know, be driving around and stand. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you're good. <laughs> so you're I'm... good. All right. All right. Well, well, thank you, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. you. God bless you. Have a good night. You too. See ya. See ya. You're listening to Calvary Live. We have all of our lines open, 303-690-3000, 303 Six nine zero three thousand. You can also send a text seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. I have a text question that has come in, Pastor Eric. Can you please help me understand the purpose of prayer? I've been a Christian for a very long time. Prayer has always been a part of my life. This is a good question, and when we really look at the the purpose of prayer, I think first the purpose of prayer is fellowship with God. Uh, we think about any relationship and conversation and, communi- and communication is such an important part of a relationship. So we pray in order to have relationship uh, with God. Also, we pray so that God's will can be done in our lives. Uh, Jesus instructed us, not my will, uh, but your will be done. And then thirdly, God chooses to work his sovereign will 
uh, through the prayers of his people. God moves in our hearts to pray, and then God responds to those prayers to accomplish his purposes. So God hears our prayers. Sometimes he answers yes, and sometimes he answers uh, no. And so purpose of prayer first is relationship, uh, fellowship with God. Second, that God's will uh, would be done in our life. And third, God uses prayer. Uh, he answers prayer for his work to be accomplished in this world. So I hope that that's uh, encouraging uh, for you. I know for me with prayer, it really helps to go for a walk and talk with the Lord, uh, just like I would a best friend or with my father. So pray that God would really bless and minister uh, and encourage your prayer life. You're listening to Calvary Live. The number to call is 303-690-3000. We're going to head to a break. Stay with me. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Eric at Rocky Mountain Calvary in Colorado Springs. Thanks so much for joining me. The number to call is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text, 720-336-0897. Let's go to Joe in Pennsylvania. Joe, welcome to the program. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you doing? I'm very well. Good. I, I have a question of... Old Testament, New Testament, my question is, where is Satan right now? Is he in the first heaven, the second heaven, or the third heaven? Or in perspective, let's say God is the first heaven, we are the third heaven. Okay, so we know that Satan is the prince in the power of the air. That's a, a title that is given to him in the scripture. Um, so he definitely is here on earth and has influence here on earth, but he's not omnipresent, so he can't uh, operate where he's everywhere at once. So he's probably at one particular spot at a time. And then also because of the book of Job, which uh, you seem to be thinking about as well, um, we see that Satan uh, had access to the throne room uh, of God. And then in the book of Revelation, it says that Satan, as the accuser of the brethren, uh, and he accuses uh, the brethren uh, a day and night, and he's cast out of heaven for the last time. Uh, and in the book of Job, it seems that Satan would come and go uh, to uh, the throne room of God and, and accuse people. Um, so from my understanding, I think you know Satan can't be everywhere at once, and there's times that he's here on earth. There's times that he's in, in heaven accusing us before the Father. Satan is at the throne room accusing the brethren day and night. That's where I'm stuck. Is he okay. in the throne? I, I understand he can only be one place at one time. I understand the we live in the powers of the darkness, the principalities here, rule over the earth under God's authority. Is Satan at in front 
in the throne room of God, accusing the brethren day and night, because and then I was reading in Revelation where he is cast down in back to earth. I mean, we'll, we'll be raptured up at this point, but he is cast down out of, from the heavens to earth, mm-hmm. um, which I believe is right at the three-and-a-half-year mark. Bill mm-hmm. um, actually manifests itself as the government, as um, in, in, in multiple facets, but um, he is he is thrown when when Jesus comes when we all come back on white horses, he is here on earth. I, I understand that, but yeah. where I'm getting stuck is is he is at the throne room accusing the brethren day and night. Yeah, so, I think I understand your question, Joe. Let me jump jump in if that's okay. Is th- I get because of Revelation 12 where it says that. He's at the throne room day and night, and I would just consider uh, Job 1, uh, 7, and then I'll let you go. And the Lord said to Satan, from where do you come? So Satan answered the Lord and said, from going to and fro on the earth and walking uh, back and forth on it. And so that's why in my mind or understanding, I think that there's times where he's here on earth and then times where he's at the throne. But but ultimately, uh, you know, we'll, we'll find out. So thanks for the conversation. and. Lord, continue to bless your studies, okay? All right, God bless you, Joe. Thanks for calling. You're listening to Calvary Live. The number is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. You can also send a text, 720-336-0897. Let's go to Shannon in Broomfield. Shannon, welcome to the program. Hello. How are you? I am delightful. How are you? Doing great. Doing really good. Good. How are you doing? Um, uh, well, so my question is more of just, um, I, I would like some guidance or some input. Um, and I, I, I'm sure I'm not the first person to wrestle with it, but I've been a Christian now, um, devoting my life to Christ for six years. And okay. I'm just now getting around to actually reading my Bible. <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah. um, I started with the Gospels, and now I'm going back all the way to Genesis and, and going through, but the mm-hmm. more I'm reading the Old Testament, I think it's it's harder for me to really have a faith, and I'm almost having more questions as to, like, okay. is God actually real? And I don't want to have those questions, but they, they just keep coming up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there certain things in the Old Testament that are kind of sparking those questions, or, you know, what do you think is maybe spurring those out of the Old Testament? Um, I think just God, you know, his personality, I wouldn't say it's changed, but just how, um, how like, punishment and, you know, reading, like, as they were going through the Promised Land and everything, it just, um, it seems like he's a little bit more harsh, um, you know, rather than what Jesus taught us in the New Testament mm-hmm. um, and the Gospels and so I'm just trying to wrestle with that, like, if people kind of start questioning themselves or questioning their faith in when they read the Old Testament. Yeah. Well, let me encourage you that, you know, it's never a bad thing to wrestle with hard questions, you know, so don't beat yourself up that you're like, oh, man, I'm I'm reading the Old Testament now, and now there's these questions that, that, that I'm 
uh, having, you know, because I believe there are uh, two things. One is that God meets us in those questions, uh, and and there are good answers to those those questions. And then, yes, it is a common question uh, uh, when people are reading the Old Testament of uh, trying to sort out God's judgment. Um, and and so you're not alone in having that question. And I think the thing that helps me a lot as I'm reading the Old Testament is to understand that it was always God's plan to send his son to die for our sins. And if God wouldn't have taken humanity through the experience of the Old Testament, our tendency would be able to say, well, I don't need a Savior. And this will take a, a little bit of time, just a couple minutes. But So just let me kind of walk you through this and see if it makes sense. You know, a lot of people would say, well, I just need a good environment. You know, if I had a good environment, I wouldn't sin and I wouldn't need Jesus to die upon the cross. And and so God starts with Adam and Eve in a perfect environment and they blow it. And it shows that even in a perfect environment, we're sinners that, that need a savior. And then it would be really easy for people to say, well, why doesn't God just tell me what he wants me to do? You know, if, if God tells me what he wants me to do, gives me some rules, I could keep them. I wouldn't need Jesus to die on the cross for me. So God gives the law, and we see throughout the Old Testament everyone failing from the law, and that the law then drives us to the cross where we need Jesus to die upon the cross uh, for for our sins. And you, know, you keep going in the Old Testament, and then you, God gives a king to the nation of Israel because they want to be like the other nations. And people may say, well, I just need a good leader in my life. You know, if I had a mentor— if I had someone, a father figure, you know, someone to lead me, then I wouldn't uh, uh, need Jesus. Uh, this would turn my life around. And and God gave the children of Israel Saul, and we see that that there's no good leader that can truly lead us outside of Christ. And so I guess what I'm really saying is as you're reading the Old Testament to understand that God is leading up to the crescendo of sending his son to die on the cross for us, um, and with what we see as being his harshness is really his justice. And it, that's what we deserve from God apart from the blood of Jesus. Um, and so it really shows the, the depth of our sin and the value of Christ's crucifixion because we get a really accurate view of God's righteousness. But don't be discouraged, Shannon. I, I think that uh, a lot of people are, wrestle through that question uh, as they read through the Old Testament. Awesome. That you have made my weekend. So thank you very much. You're welcome. So let me pray for you and, and just pray that the Lord meets you in this. So. Great. Thank you. God, thanks so much for Shannon. And Lord, thanks for just what you're doing in her life and the hunger you're giving her for the word. And Lord, as she's reading through, uh, Lord, the, the Old Testament, uh, Lord, would you just give her clarity and would you really speak uh, to her heart and her mind and uh, may she not be afraid of these questions, but would you provide just those answers that she needs? And so we thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. You bet. Have a great weekend. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live. The number to call is 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. You can also send a text, 720-336-0897. Let's go uh, to some text questions that have come in. Thank you guys for uh, sending these in. 
question reads, can you tell me what you think of being people being content in their walk? Are we supposed to be content or are we supposed to always be looking for something more with God, what he has next uh, for us? So when the Bible speaks about being content, uh, Paul writes in Philippians chapter 4, he says, I've learned both how to abound and to be abased, but whatever my circumstances, I've learned to be content. Um, so he's not speaking about his relationship with the Lord or wanting to go deeper uh, with the Lord, but he's speaking about the circumstances that he's in. He's saying, I'm really content with the circumstances, whether they're good or bad, whether it's a time of blessing or a time of, of loss. Um, so when it comes to our relationship with God, I think we always want to hunger and thirst for righteousness. We always want to be at a place where uh, we are desiring uh, to learn more about the Lord. So I hope that that uh, is helpful uh, to you. Let's go to our phone lines. Let's go to David in Windsor. David, welcome to the program. Well, thank you. How are you doing? Good. How are you doing? Not too bad. Uh, just calling the uh, the gentleman that answered called it a praise moment. I just awesome. wanted to tell you about a phone call I got from my son last night. That'd be great. He uh, he goes to school at Southeastern University. It's a Christian university in Florida, and okay. he was at dinner last night with a, uh, his girlfriend, although he won't call her that. Uh, and said, I got something in my head that I got to share with somebody, and I don't know who. And she said, well, how are you going to know who then? And about that time, a young lady came walking into the cafeteria, and he said, I've got to tell her. And she said, well, what is it? He said, I don't know. I just got to go over and tell her. The voice in my head just keeps saying, go talk to her, go talk to her. Hmm. So he went over to her, and he told her, he said, I don't know why I need to talk to you. I don't know you. You don't know me. He said, but I need to tell you that God loves you, that hmm. he's here for you, and he will always be here for you. Hmm. And he said that she went to tears, got up and gave him a hug, and said, thank you. I've been praying for that for a long time and never got an answer. And she told him that he had just saved her life. Oh, wow. Because she was going to end it that night. Wow. Because she just wasn't getting the answer. Wow. And my son immediately went to tears. Wow. Yeah. I just thought that Great. was powerful enough to share with you yeah. folks. Yeah. Praise the Lord. God's good. That's awesome. That's really the power of the Holy Spirit and the importance of following uh, the Holy Spirit when he leads us. So that's an awesome testimony. Praise the Lord. Oh, yes, yeah, sir. It is. Yeah. Yeah, well, thank you for calling, David. God bless you. I'm going to jump over here and take a few more texts that have uh, come in. I need prayer that God's word will triumph over all bad feelings and emotions. I just want God's word coming out of my mouth. I don't want feelings to change what I'm saying. Jesus is Lord. This is a great prayer, especially when it comes to our emotions and our feelings, not dictating our words, but God's word uh, dictating our words. So I think we can all uh, relate to this as a prayer request. So, 
Father, we thank you for this listener that uh, is desiring that your word would, would triumph all of their bad feelings and emotions, and maybe it's anger or bitterness, Lord, or resentment, that that would not win the day, would not win the conversation, but your word would would uh, win the conversation. And I pray that they would be able just to hide your word into their hearts, that your nearness, your presence would be there, and that they would find your words uh, coming out of their mouths. So, Lord, we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Why was John the Baptist's dad a high priest? If so, does that mean he was visited by Gabriel on uh, the Day of Atonement? Was John the Baptist's dad a high priest? Uh, that's a good question. I, do, I don't know that uh, we know if he was the high priest, um, but I can see where that question would come up because as we read there in the Gospels, um, it seems that uh, John the Baptist's dad was able to go into the Holy of Holies. And if that is indeed the case, then he would be uh, a high priest. And, and then that would be on the Day of Atonement. Um, and so, uh, you know, as we look at that story with uh, John the Baptist, um, that's something to consider and to, to look at. Um, is there may be a possibility that he was uh, the high priest and it was the day of uh, atonement. So I'm actually going to have to look into that a little bit more. And I'm going to text you back with my email address. Feel free to email me and I will uh, look into that a little more as well. So thank you so much for sending that uh, text question in uh, to me. Let's go back to our phone lines, and let's go to uh, Dominic in Lakewood. Dominic, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor Eric. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm, I'm doing really well. Yeah, um, thank you very much. Uh, how are you? Doing great, thanks. Good, good. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I just had a bit of encouragement for uh, the last caller. Um, I just I, I caught the tail end of uh, kind of what you were saying, and I, I think I heard her uh, question on it. But um, I I just wanted to let her know that she's not alone in that, and that uh, when I was uh, going through devotionals with my son uh, at night, that uh, we started in the Old Testament, and um, we both kind of went through that kind of. Uh, uh, it was kind of a horrible bout of, of doubt, I guess you could say. Um, okay. And thankfully, the Lord just, you know, we could, we continued reading, and uh, the Lord brought us out of that, uh, continued praying about it. And now we're in the book of Judges, and um, through revelation of the Holy Spirit, you know, He's just um, keeps revealing the Lord's faithfulness um, to, uh, to His promise that he gave to Israel and how he keeps redeeming Israel even though they keep going back to sin. Um, and then he'll raise up a prophet and, and, you know, bring and deliver them, and then they do it again, and then he, he delivers them once more. So it's, it's just, mm -hmm. uh, or again and again, really. Yeah. Yeah, the book of Judges is a great uh, encouragement of God's unconditional love to the children of Israel. Because they really didn't deserve God to raise up a, another judge, but time and time again, he would, you know. So that's a great, right. great example and good encouragement. 
yeah, so I just wanted to let her know that, you know, she she's not alone. And, you know, like God's Word says, we don't walk alone. We don't do this alone. So um, That's right, yeah. So I hope that, you know, she's listening. I hope that encourages her a little bit to just keep praying and keep reading. Yeah, awesome. Well, thanks for calling, Dominic. Yeah, thank you for taking my call. Um, I hope you have a good weekend. You too. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live. We've got about 10 minutes left on today's show, and all of our lines are open, 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Let's go and take uh, some more text that has come in. This has been put on my heart and asked that request for you to read Psalms 119. I believe this should be put out for today. I um to share this with people while I'm driving. All right, well, let's do it. Psalms 119, 33 through 39. So I'm turning there in my Bible. Teach me, O Lord, the way of your statutes, and I will keep them to the end. Give me understanding, and I will keep your law. Indeed, I shall observe it with my whole heart. Make me walk in the path of your commandments, for I delight in it. Incline my heart to your testimonies and not to covetousness. Turn away my eyes from looking at worthless things and revive me in your way. Establish your word to your servant who is devoted to fearing you. Turn away my reproach, which I dread, for your judgments are good. Behold, I long for your precepts. Revive in me your righteousness. What really stands out to me is that verse 7, turn away my eyes from looking at worthless things and revive me in your ways. So thanks for sending that text and that encouragement to take a look at Psalms uh, 119. Another text says, Pastor Eric, is it okay to watch TV shows or movies that show some nudity in it uh, briefly? Uh, This brings up a good uh, topic and two things come to mind. Uh, is we see Noah's sons, Ham, Shem, and Japheth, and Noah was naked. Uh, And the son Ham sees his dad naked because he's drunk, and he goes and gets his two brothers and and says, Look, Dad, and he really uh, shames uh, his wake nakedness. Um, And then the brothers won't look on their father's nakedness, and they they cover uh, their father's uh, nakedness. And we see a lot of commands in the law in the Old Testament to, to not uncover someone's uh, nakedness. And so nakedness is something that's sacred that God has given to be expressed uh, and enjoyed inside of the covenant of marriage between a husband and uh, a wife. And so I think that it's best to not watch TV shows or movies that are showing nudity. Um, we want to honor what God has uh, created uh, and it can be a real slippery slope uh, once someone starts heading down uh, that road. Uh, and then also the Bible tells us a little leaven leavens uh, the whole lump. And so hopefully that is an encouragement to you. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. We have seven minutes left. Phone lines are open, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text, 720-336-0897. How do I seek God's face, not his hand? Uh, this is a text question that has uh, come in, and I think I understand the meaning of the, the, the text. Maybe 
seeking his hand is seeking his help. And so how do I seek his face, which may be referring to his character. Um, and I think that both are necessary. You know, we seek God first because of, of who he is, but God also tells us to come before him uh, with our daily needs, our daily bread. So I think we, we do seek his hand and, and his face. Um, so hopefully that's an encouragement as well. Another question that has come in says, why do we put such an emphasis on singing and worship uh, songs in church? Would it be just as worshipful to spend 30 to 40 minutes reading psalms or uh, praying together? And so I think the reason that we put such an emphasis on singing to the Lord together is because there's so many commands in the psalms, um, also in the New Testament, in Colossians chapter 3, to sing to one another in in psalms and hymns and uh, spiritual songs. And so we're following the command of Scripture uh, to sing uh, to the Lord uh, together uh, in the psalms and also in uh, the New Testament. And obviously it wouldn't be bad uh, to read psalms and pray together uh, as, as well, but think that reason that a lot of churches put an emphasis on the singing is there's there's so much commands in scripture to sing and so many commands for us to be grateful uh, to the Lord that's expressed in singing so another text that has come in how do we walk in the spirit as the Bible says in Galatians so first walk means lifestyle so let your lifestyle be in the spirit And to walk in the Spirit is to really let the Holy Spirit lead us, to follow the Holy Spirit and yield to uh, the Holy Spirit. And we know there from Galatians that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness. So the Spirit of God is going to lead us in those fruits, in those those things. And if we're open to it, uh, we're going to experience the leading of the Holy Spirit. Uh, the, the Spirit is going to say, hey, shut your mouth. Don't don't say that. And then the Spirit's going to lead us. Hey, you need to speak this and and be able to, to share that uh, w- word of encouragement uh, with someone. So to walk in the Spirit really is to follow uh, the Spirit. A few more text questions that have come in. Hi, Pastor. What are your thoughts on watching horror uh slash supernatural uh, movies. Um, you know, for me personally, I'm not a big fan of horror movies uh, for a couple of reasons. Um, we find that Paul writes to Timothy and says, God hasn't given you a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. And for me, it's very difficult to watch those uh, shows uh, and not end up in a place of fear. Um, in Philippians 4, verse 9, it says, Finally, brethren, when things are true, what are things of noble? What are things are just? What are things are, are pure? What are things are lovely? Whatever things are of good report? If there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Um, a few more text questions that have come in. Sometimes people talk about ladybugs or butterflies or hummingbirds or something like that coming to visit them when a loved one passed away. Is it possible that the Lord allows our loved ones to embody some something and be present with us? You know, we don't see that anywhere in Scripture. God tells us to be absent from the body, is to be present with the Lord. He writes that in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. So when someone leaves uh, this earth and they know Christ, they, they go home uh, to be 
uh, with the Lord. And I don't think that the Bible tells us anywhere that they're they're present as a ladybug or butterfly or dog or any of those uh, other types of things. So, you know, it might be nice for us, but I don't think it would be uh, nice for them. You know, I know when I go home to be with the Lord, I don't want to be stuck in a butterfly. I want to be home in the, with the Lord and in uh, his his presence. Another text that has come in, um, does the Bible mention anything about enlightenment or anything similar to that uh, concept? I think a lot of it is how a person defines enlightenment. Uh, if enlightenment is revelation, which means kind of the light bulb going on or an understanding of who uh, Christ is, that's mentioned in Scripture. Uh, we're told to, to pray for one another that we would have the revelation uh, of Christ. So in that sense, uh, the Bible does speak of of enlightenment, but that word also can be uh, used in a whole different context as as well. So. Thank you guys for listening and joining me today here at Calvary Live. It's been a blessing to be able to be with you. If you are down in Colorado Springs, we would like to invite you to our church. I would love the opportunity to be able to meet you. Uh, we are in Ecclesiastes uh, chapter 6. We have service Saturday night at 6, Sunday morning at 9 and 11, children's ministry and uh, youth ministry. Also, you can go to our website, rmcalvary.org, rmcalvary.org. Our teachings are listed there as well as our live services. Thanks again for joining me. I hope that you have a great weekend and that you're blessed in the Lord. Remember that the Lord loves you. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.